name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. A warm welcome to early morning celebration of Mass here at St Bride's, which is of course the funeral Mass uh, for the repose of the soul of Danny Sorley. Welcome uh, especially to Marie, his wife, uh, and to his children, Danny and Joe and Barbara and Martin, uh, and spouses, Lorraine and Lee. Uh, grandchildren uh, and all family members who are here and of course all family friends too. People have commented on hearing uh, of Danny's death uh, that he was just a nice man and he certainly was that. He was kind and gentle and very courteous. At Mass today then we gather to thank God for his generous and kind life but we also gather here at the end uh, to pray for him uh, at the end of his life. To begin the Mass and to offer it more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I, in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant Daniel, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The souls of the virtuous are in the hands of God. No torment shall ever touch them. In the eyes of the unwise, they did appear to die. Their going looked like a disaster, their leaving us like annihilation, but they are in peace. If they experience punishment as men see it, their hope was rich with immortality. Slight was their affliction, great will their blessings be. God has put them to the test and proved them worthy to be with him. He has tested them like gold in a furnace and accepted them as a holocaust. When the time comes for his visitation, they will shine out. As sparks run through the stubble, so will they. They shall judge nations rule over peoples, and the Lord will be their king forever. They who trust in him will understand the truth. Those who are faithful will live with him in love, for grace and mercy await those that he has chosen. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the tent that we live in on earth is folded up, there is a house built by God for us, an everlasting home, not made by human hands in the heavens. We are already full of confidence then when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord, going as we do by faith and not by sight. We are full of confidence, I say, and actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord. Whether we are living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing him. For all the truth about us will be brought out in the law court of Christ, and each of us will get what he deserves for the things he did in the body, good or bad. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. With the coming of evening, Jesus said to his disciples, let us cross over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him just as he was in the boat, and there were other boats with him. Then it began to blow a gale, and the waves were breaking into the boat so that it was almost swamped. But he was in the stern, his head on a cushion, fast asleep. They woke him and said to him, Master, do you not care? We are going down. And he woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Quiet now, be calm. And the wind dropped and all was calm again. Then he said to them, Why are you so frightened? How is it that you have no faith? They were filled with awe and said to one another, Who can this be? For even the wind and the sea obey him. The Gospel of the Lord. Today at Mass, the reading from the Gospel of St. Mark tells us the story of Jesus who climbs into the boat and the boat itself is caught up in a storm. 
he has gone with the apostles, perhaps uh, fishing, or to use the boat to cross from one side of the lake to the other. During the journey, of course, as we hear, he sleeps, resting his head on the pillow or the cushion. In the middle of the journey, a storm arises, and the apostles are sure that they will be drowned. They call out to Jesus that they are going down, and he calms the wind and the storm. He wonders why they are so frightened and why they have no faith. In life, it's true, isn't it, that we are sometimes tossed and shaken by storms. We too feel sometimes that we are going down and that we will not survive. How many times that we found ourselves in that situation where we felt that there was no hope. But there is a moment, isn't there, when the wind dies down, when the waves are calm, and when the danger passes. God has a way very often of changing situations, making situations better, giving us outcomes that we didn't think of. Why did you doubt, he says? Have you no faith? When the death of someone we love comes round, is this not a similar situation? We feel ourselves lost and sinking beneath the waves, kind of submerged, if you like. But even in the moments of the storm, when it passes, the sea is calm. Why did we doubt? Do we have no faith? Today we are asked to do just exactly this, not to be afraid and to have faith, and to allow faith to be like a light that guides us through present sadnesses. The wind will drop, the waves will be calm, and we will not perish. There will be consolation. Grief will be soothed. We will be strengthened to bear the loss. St. Paul has an interesting image about death and eternal life in the reading of Mass. He says that we replace the present temporary tent that we are living in for something better, a home in the heavens, for something temporary, from something temporary to something permanent, from something good to something even better, for something that can be folded away, packed away to something that will remain. In death, then, it's as if we're moving on, moving house, exchanging our home from here on earth to a heavenly home. The image itself, then, is full of consolation and strength for us, for it speaks of the destination that we're moving towards, to the love of God, which is the heart of all things. Danny himself had a strong faith in life, as you will know. It was a simple faith, but a strong faith. He prayed every day. He had a great love for the Mass and for the Eucharist. He had a great devotion to Our Lady, a great respect for the Sacrament of Confession, a great love for the Catholic Church that he was brought up in and belonged to all his life. Faith was something that was living alive in him, and he was most certainly a great example of that faith.
Just a few things, perhaps, for you today about Danny's life by way of reflection. He was born on the 3rd of June, 1936. His mother and father are Daniel and Isa, brothers Patrick and James, and sister Betty. He lived in Eastfield uh, before moving to the Silver Banks. He attended uh, St Bride's uh, Primary School and St Bride's Secondary School. He was himself a natural athlete as a youngster, excelled as a runner and also as a jumper. But he excelled most of all in football. When he was just aged 15, Manchester United was interested in him. His father, though, thought he was too young to go there. He had trials for Wolverhampton and Stoke City and played also with Berwick Rangers. But most of all, he played with Clyde before moving to junior footballer, football with Johnson Borough, Beath, Camus Lang Rangers, Glencairn and Shettleston Juniors. But as is the way of the things, eventually he had to hang up his boots. Later in life, he took up golfing and was for almost 50 years a member of Kirkhill Golf Club. And I think there are some members of the club here with us today. He has been married uh, for an extraordinary length of time to Marie, uh, 64 years and all. That's a long time. They met on the Isle of Man, married in 1958, and children uh, Danny and Joe and Barbara and Martin come along. His working life, he was skilled, time-served coach builder. He was, of course, most of all, a family man and devoted uh, to his children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. He was a man who was blessed in so many ways. He was a kind man who was always looking out for others. He had great qualities. He was kind and respectful and gentle. And he has been very revered in the family and amongst those that know him. He was, you might know this yourself, uh, but I certainly know this as his priest, a very spiritual man. He developed and deepened that gift of faith that had been given to him in baptism. It was clear to see that faith meant a great deal to both himself and Marie. Sometimes we think that Jesus sleeps. He doesn't care that the boat is going down, nor does he worry that we will perish. But there is a moment, isn't there? There is a moment when we know differently that he rises and calms the storm. And he will calm the storm that we feel in our hearts today. And these times when we think that we will not survive the grief and the loss, he will calm the storm and he will strengthen us for days that lie ahead. Why did you doubt? Why were you so frightened? Have you no faith? At the end of Danny's life then, we wish the blessing of God on him. At the end of his life, may God grant him what he always wished for at the end, which he was promised in baptism, eternal life, eternal peace. 
we are most thankful for this man's life, for his kindness, for his generosity, for his good character throughout his life. May I invite you please to join in the offer jam of today's Mass. Pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your Son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For even though by our own fault we perish, 
Yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly in earth and before you, without end, we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the And you are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them, like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. So remember, Lord, your church, spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember Daniel, whom you've called from this world to yourself. Grant that he, that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, blessed apostles and all the saints who are pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. <clears throat> we pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant our peace and unity, in accordance with your will, to live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace.
peace of the Lord be with you always. And in the church just before communion, uh, one of the things we're invited to do is to give each other a sign of peace and friendship. So I invite you to make that sign to one another. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sin of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. To, to go for communion uh, but if you'd not like to receive communion today when we would like to receive a blessing uh, then just to come up and to place your hand on your breast and I'll give you a blessing if you don't want to receive a blessing then, uh, or communion just say and ask people to where you are
Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey. Mercifully grant the strengthened by it, our dear brother may come to the t- eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. On behalf of Marie and the family, I thank everyone for being present uh, here today at Mass, and uh, it would be a great consolation uh, to see so many uh, friends here, so thanks uh, for coming. Uh, I think you're very welcome to join the family in, uh, in the hall uh, afterwards. Uh, if there's not enough food, we're just going to cut up the sandwiches half and then quarter them. Uh, but you're all uh, very welcome, and we'd love to see your cheery faces too. Uh, 